Okay, looking at the social media rusical, mm-hmm. let's look at Tina Burner first, okay? Yeah. Now, Tina Burner was a phenomenal performer. The way she did jazz, her characterization, her yeah. movements, it was extra, extra read all about it. Mm-hmm. I just want to focus on one point as her mm-hmm. vibrato. Now, her vibrato is what I call a forced vibrato, you know? When you do vibrato, you shouldn't do what she's doing. She's pushing up the sound with her stomach. So right. it sounds like... Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's not a relax. Your, your vocal folds need to be relaxed in well, order. My mine are often relaxed. I have yeah. to say. So I've heard. So I've heard. You need to also use it sparingly. Like I think every note yep. she had, she threw on the vibrato. I'm going to the beach. What is that song over there? It was a bit. Unrelenting. Oh my god! I feel so sad. Like it was like I was like, girl, like let me hear the note and then add on the vibrato to pretty it up yeah i went to yeah. the beach you yeah. know let it let it let it come oh, that was lovely by the way thank you for yeah that. she's a thank singer you. she's a singer hey 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 welcome back to spilling the gnt podcast you're here with bolo and dr tom now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for but we're giving it anyway that's right now bolo has a performer hey and dr tom's a psychiatrist hmm. and we're here to give you our professional 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 review on rupaul's, RuPaul's drag race season 13 so let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling the gnt podcast clank clank <laughs> hello everyone Welcome back to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. Yes. The only... No, I said it last week, didn't I? The only show worth listening to, but no, there are so well, many it's others. it's true. It's true. <laughs> what can we say? No, Facts you know, facts, America. As, yes, exactly. As you know, what we do is we recap the episodes live. And what do we mean by live? It means that we don't sit our ass around waiting to hear everyone else's opinion <laughs> and then biting that opinion and yeah. then making a YouTube about it or another podcast. Uh-huh. So I hope you feel seen if you're one of those people I hope, <laughs> hope you've got blue ticks all over you if you're we're calling you from us. yeah I'm calling your ass up <laughs> so what we do is we we watch a bit and then we pause it and then we talk and we podcast uh-huh. and then we resume it mm-hmm. and then we pause it and then we talk about it again so hopefully so, what you guys get is like fresh reactions exactly and undiluted opinions that's that's the things mm-hmm. I don't like I hate like even when I go watch a movie yeah. I don't want anyone to tell me anything about the movie yeah. I don't want the, not even if they say oh it's amazing then I get angry at them I get really angry and I'm like, I didn't ask for your opinion yeah. because then I go into that show expecting it to be amazing and then maybe I only find it amazing because someone said it was and it's mm-hmm. there in my head so I don't like to hear anyone's opinion so I avoid spoilers yeah. I avoid my phone I don't I don't look at any of my social media yeah. so that when I do watch it it's just me during the course it's- just bowl or. Just bowl or. Just bowl or. During the course of recording, I don't watch Pit Stop or Fashion Photo Review either because I always worry, even even after the week is over and we're recording, it might, it might affect I worry the way that, that like, I could see who like Bob or Trixie or whoever exactly. is favouring. Close friends, friend me. of the pods, actually. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing is, I don't, I like to watch it afterwards and it's always cool to see, oh, this is where we disagreed and mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is where they were wrong. Oh. Really, maybe they should follow and subscribe maybe if they you, should appear as a guest on our show yeah if you haven't subscribed yet pause and then just push the button and then resume mm-hmm. kind of like what we do with the show every week okay <laughs> so we are going to get into this episode and i have a feeling a feeling that we might know i have a feeling that's a rusical there's something in the waters something mm-hmm. in the social media waters i've heard i've heard but it shall resume we will find out but before that what yeah. we do want to discuss 
Not only we podcasts, but part of our podcasting is journalism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's we're journalists. What yeah, we're we journalists. Hard hitting, are... impactful. <laughs> yes, but it's a, as well as being professionals, professionals, professionals. We are journalists. We are podcasters. Mm-hmm. We are entertainment. Yeah, and, and you know we don't always comment on everything, but if we feel like it's relevant and we have something to say, then we say it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what we do want to discuss today, mm-hmm. with all our love. And lightheartedness yes. and everything else before before we you know cancel culture hits us. Get your ass away if you are cancel culture. We do want to give our opinion on uh, Joey Guglielmelli. Yes, Guglielmelli. I was going to say Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Joey, it's Estelle. Different on, Joey. And Joey um, Guglielmelli. As we know, as Sherry, Sherry Pie. Pie. Now, Sherry Pie came back into everyone's feeds not long ago because the Tamron Hall had mm-hmm. allowed them to come on, had allowed them to come on, and she really wanted an interview. I just remember it coming up on my feed within the past week and just being absolutely. I, I texted you immediately when I found out, actually, and mm. I was just like shocked and like. I guess what you we shocked and confused, shocked and confused. Um, I guess what I thought was, and what a lot of us thought, I. Th- think were that joey slash sherry had gone away forever basically and that we weren't going to hear anything beyond that statement that was released at the time Mm -hmm. however here we are a year later and tamron hall who's an american journalist who i hadn't really heard of before um announced that we're going to say joey because we're talking about the person behind the character aren't Mm -hmm. we um joey appeared on the show now this caused a lot of controversy and there's a lot of backlash against tamron and Joey. Uh, Tamron in particular um, was accused of giving a platform to somebody who is a predator. And what, th- what do people even mean by a platform? I think before we come on to that, because it's really, really important, I think we need to say from the outset that um, at no point, at no point, and nobody should. Has anybody endorsed Joey's actions? What Joey did was, exactly. was, was wrong. Yes. What Joey did was cruel. And what Joey did was abusive, deceptive, all those horribly negative things. Uh, we're not going to go into what exactly Joey did because it's been aired out. But the the impact of the actions can't be underestimated. There's a string of victims from Joey's activities, um, horrible activities, and they they have a right to have their voice heard. And there, some are more vocal than others, and one in particular, Ben Shimkus, is. Oh, I don't. Has, I don't know. Well, that I, I've, I've seen his name a lot. I've read a lot of interviews with him. So the backlash against Tamron for giving a platform, we don't necessarily agree with that because it's important to. You're not endorsing somebody's actions by hearing what they have to say. I don't think. Do you think that's fair? That's very fair, Tom. Mm-hmm. Very. And plenty of people who have done even worse things have been given interviews with less backlash, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Who have done, like, really, really bad things We're talking as well. We're rapists, talking about murderers, their... that kind of thing. Yes. You know, R. Kelly, for example, very high-profile interviews with less backlash than this. But I think perhaps it's partly to do with the drag race community and how vocal they can be. Can we be honest? Is it because the reason was for R. Kelly was because the victims were black women? I Let's be do real. Believe yeah, I do I'm, believe I'm that. Yeah, I'm 100% saying that. If the victims were black, 
Do we hear it as loud as what we've heard? I do you think there's a racial element? And here? if their victims were black trans women, who are the most attacked? Who Indeed. are the, who are the most? They're the ones who are happening all the time. Why? Why don't I hear the same passion of? Yeah. You know why aren't people so angry about that? Why Com- it's happening all I the time? I completely agree. That, that that's where I. It's, it's a I want to see these people who are so loud online, who are so vocal. I love that, but where is your voice mm-hmm. for these black trans women? Yeah. Sit your ass down. I don't get it. There's a particular part of the interview that I want to focus on, and that's the element of of mental health, because that was discussed, because that's the only thing I feel like I have any kind of... I don't think authority is the right word, but, you know, I I have experience in this field. I work as a psychiatrist, so it's something that I feel I can comment on. Um, In terms of the interview with Joey himself, I thought there were some elements that could have been done better, and there's some elements that I think there were positives. Joey did not try to say he didn't do it. He apologised multiple times. It's up to the viewer to say what they think about the sincerity behind that. Things that could have been done better with the mental health aspect, which I'll come on to in a sec, but also um, a bit more focus on how Joey was trying to make amends in terms of actions. So, we heard briefly about some contact with the victims, but what about kind of like work within the community to make amends? What could, how could Joey demonstrate how truly remorseful he is? So the thing that I'd like to comment on in particular is um, he mentioned that he's been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. What now, what is that? Tom? So borderline personality disorder um, is it's a term that's the term that's generally used in the US. Over here, we might use the term emotionally unstable personality disorder. There are other terms that people can feel are less pejorative, actually, like complex PTSD, and that's a bit more descriptive of of often the person's experiences, because it's when a person has a set of quite deeply ingrained traits, personality traits you might call them, that are rooted in their traumatic experiences growing up. So if people experience a lot of abuse, neglect, um, criticism, these sorts of things can have a very deep effect on the person's personality development. And obviously it's different for every person, but there are a set of broad themes, like, for example, um, difficulty regulating your emotions, lots of ups and downs, um, impulsiveness, often a lot of self-harm and suicidality. Um, And these people will... They're, they're very traumatized and they're in need of, of help. And that help usually takes the form of highly specialized forms of talking therapy. So Joey said that he has been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Um, I think in some ways it's important that we understand why Joey behaved the way he did. Does the mental health diagnosis fully explain that? No, it doesn't. And I think it's really, really important to be clear that we don't need to be adding more stigma to this diagnosis mm-hmm. by kind of creating that parallel of people with borderline personality disorder do bad things. They don't. They're, they're very vulnerable people very often. Um, and there are people who are in need of, of help and support um, from the people around them and mental health services. So I, th- I think that, you know, there could have been a bit more exploration of that because we shouldn't be equating the two. Um, however, it does bring us on to kind of understanding why Joey behaved the way he did. The, the angle he came from was that he wanted to maintain sort of power and control in these relationships and not lose these friendships that he had. And he did this in an incredibly pathological and harmful way. Um, 
some people with borderline personality disorder often do fear losing the people close to them and do struggle with kind of abandonment and that kind of thing. So in that sense, I think that gives that there's a tiny little shred of insight there, but it doesn't explain how damaging that behavior is. You know, we, we don't see people with borderline doing these kinds of things every day. That's again, I just want to make that clear. So I think the interview was um, a first step. Um, I think it's up to the viewers at home how they would like to regard um, Joey going forward. Um, I think that it's important just to understand why people do the things. This is why we're not, we always say that we don't condone cancel culture. Conversations need to be kept open with, with obviously respect to the victims though, um, because we need to understand so that we can help people avoid these situations in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, um, do you think cutting Joey slash Sherry out of the show completely was the right thing to, well, not completely, but as much as possible was the right thing to do? Out of what show? Drag Race. Yes. I thought that cutting him off was the right thing to do. I do wish, however, that Sherry Pie came to the finale or they interviewed Sherry Pie and tried to understand in that moment mm -hmm. why it happened. And yes. also because, let's be very honest, catfishing is a huge part of our culture exactly it's a huge part of uh, the 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 gay culture and someone came on to the Tamron show he yeah. was like a um and a, a gay he's an LGBT culture something kind and he was say, he was saying was first of all he wanted to say that that's not you know that doesn't represent the LGBT community what he did and i just want to tell him no you're wrong who the hell has not been catfished to to either extreme? Either you've been catfished really, really badly or whatever. In some way, catfishing is really, really huge. It's, it's huge in, in, our, mm. in the gay culture. And I just wish they actually shone a light on that by interviewing Sherry Pye yeah. so that people were more, more aware, so that people can start having that conversation. I agree with you. I think what Joey slash Sherry did went beyond conventional catfishing by some huge margin but it's a similar sort of deception to obtain deception. certain things isn't it um so yeah i think i think you're completely right that more of a light needs to be shone on that we shouldn't be just saying no joey slash sherry has nothing to do with the gay community unfortunately that that kind of behavior is a big facet of how some people interact within the gay community mm. and we need to talk about it so we can understand it and so that we can stop people from doing it and so that we can all be more aware so that we can uh, we we can just be safer yes i'm um, with you tom i'm with you on that one I th and that's kind of like about all I have to say, really. I just wanted to particularly mention the, the mental health aspect and how, yeah, it's important to understand how that relates to it, but not to like tar all people with yeah. borderline personality with this brush. For me, when I heard that Joey was doing an interview mm -hmm. on Cameron Hall, I didn't jump on the, no, don't give him a platform. Because first mm -hmm. of all, this is, this is journalism. It's journalism. And I myself personally i wanted to hear what he had to say i wanted yeah. to know why and also i i if someone wants to apologize i'm always here to hear it but it's up yeah. to me to decide what i do with that apology it's up to me yeah. to decide how i feel about what they said mm -hmm. that's it that's that's where i stand on it but i think i think it's speculated obviously we don't know the conversations that happened behind the scenes but it seems like a better job could perhaps have been done of involving the victims in it and 
it would have been up to them what form that took, but it would have been great to have a whole episode dedicated to balanced accounts from both sides. Yeah. That didn't happen. However, you know, this is the first time we've actually heard from Joey. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the only shred of information we really have. Um, So from my point of view, I'm hoping that this is the start of Joey's journey, I hate that phrase, towards making amends, making reparations, continuing to work on himself. I, I from Because of my work and the people that I work with, um, I have to believe that change is possible and I'm hopeful that that's the case for Joey. Okay. Tom, thank you very much for coming on to the show today. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah, can you? So we're going to so, switch up the energy again yeah, now, aren't let's, we? That's let's, that done energy, now. Energy, so that's energy. So that's it, because people are dying. Do you want to just throw your phone on the bench a bit more harder, Tom, please? Okay, so this is the angle we were talking about before. You, better, you, better, you know what? I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done because... You're going to be getting another message from Photography Raptor. <laughs> Charlie had said that I am the favorite and uh, <laughs> that she only listens because of me. Anyway, look, I want to get back to Spinning the GNT podcast, reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. Although I did feel that what you said is very, very powerful and impactful. And I, I'm I'm happy to hear it. I didn't feel like we couldn't comment on it. Why? Especially, well, because it's so relevant to, uh, to my work and mental health. Okay. Because it was so core to what was discussed. Cool. So... Let me change it up, uh, do, do a few shots, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Look, today we're going to be looking at episode eight, isn't it? Now, let's do a quick mm. recap of last week. Last week, we had the Bossy Rossi show, didn't we? we after and Dark. After Dark. And then we had, a, a, in my opinion, we had very questionable judging. Candy being on top, I'm like, What? We didn't watch the same show. It was a funny one. We largely Did agreed they... with the tops and bottoms, but Candy was significantly displaced yeah. from what we and thought. Exactly. And when you put us up, when you put Candy's performance next to Rose's performance mm-hmm. and then say Rose is safe, I don't understand that at all. There's no mm-hmm. reason Rose's performance should have been safe. I could have seen And there's no reason Candy should have been top. I could have seen Rosé, Tina, and even Denali above Candy last week. Absolutely. Olivia was great. Olivia did win. Oh, she did deserve that win. Olivia was fab. So let's go with this. Olivia now has two wins, mm-hmm. and so does Simone. So Olivia and Simone are smashing the game. They've got two wins yep. each. we got Denali and got Mick with one win each. And then we still got there Tina Burner, Candy Moose, Elliot, Rosé, and Utica. Now, mm-hmm. with the Rusical this week... I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to throw out the names of the girls and you're going to tell me how okay. you think they're going to go. Okay. okay? Right. I'm being interviewed. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Thanks. you know, it's, it's always Thanks. an evening with Dr. Tom. Well, and I've got podcasts. my glass of wine and okay. I'm ready to go. Simone. Um, I think it's about, it's always going to be about personality with Simone. I don't think she, well, oh, she, she did. I'm thinking how she did in the first episode. She, she won actually. My name's Simone yeah. and I'm here for Simone's going to be fab. I'm just thinking about it. Simone's going to be fab. She's going to bring her personality to it. She can hold a tune. She can move a bit. Simone will be fab. Okay. I'm not worried about I don't Simone. think Simone's going to do well. I think um, her characterization is going to be great as it always is. But if this is a musical, it's going to rely on acting and singing and the dancing. I've seen her dance with Lala Ree and she didn't miss up the steps, although the camera decided not to show it on oh, the show. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So her choreography is not her best thing either. What mm-hmm. she does have is this 
Simone power, this this stage presence, and I just want her to capture that in a bottle and shot it before she goes out on the <laughs> musical because that is that's for me that's the only thing that's going to get her through. Yeah, yeah. She's not a singer, she's not a dancer, but she's got star power. Oh, she has Olivia Lux. Olivia's going to smash this. Yeah, Olivia is the full package when it comes to kind of like musical theater esque kind of productions. She just. Again, she has a presence on stage. She's like sunshine. When she yeah. walks on stage, she lights it up. You know she's there. She makes sure. You, and she she shines her energy through her face. Oh, she does. She just knows how to perform. We know she knows how to sing. Her name she's is, a musical girl. Her name is so appropriate, isn't it, Olivia? Lux. Lux being light. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm, come on, shines. education. Mm, come yeah. on, Aladdin. Come on, literacy. <laughs> so, yes, I think Olivia's going to be great. Now, mm. what about Denali? Denali, she's going to smash the choreo. Um, she might struggle with the kind of characterization and singing bits. Yeah. Although uh, she can rap, but it just depends what comes her way in terms of what. Yeah, okay. What happens? For me, Denali is very much, in my mind, similar to Astina Mandela mm-hmm. in the sense that they're mm-hmm. both very, very good dancers and they're going to have the. Because you're a dancer, you're a confident performer, you're confident on stage, you're confident performing. And I just don't hope that she pulls in Astina to the point where mm. she also thinks, because I'm a great, great dancer and because I've been in musicals, not as a lead girl, but as an ensemble, mm-hmm. therefore I am amazing at also being front center as a singer i just yeah. hope she realizes where her strengths are and doesn't try to blur that out into everything else because yeah. then she'll be fine you know so we're hoping that she focuses on just making the career work and like letting what she's good at shine yeah and, yeah. and not putting her name up for like the lead role effie <laughs> being a singing lead <laughs> yeah don't. that's what i think but what about gottmik she's gonna struggle Yep. Yeah, this isn't going to be got next week. She's going to have to hope she gets a good edit or fades into the background until she's at least safe. I think Got Mick is beautiful. Beautiful. She's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's stunning. She can't dance. I mean, she can move, but she's not a dancer. From what I remember, she isn't the most confident singer. Mm-hmm. However, when I saw her last week acting, I did see her kind of... I saw her personality there. And so I hope if she can amplify that personality and keep that confidence mm-hmm. that she had, I think she will do okay. She's not going to be amazing. No. But she she can do okay if she hangs on to that. Yep. Okay. Tina Burner. Going to be a good week for Tina, I think. Why? Tina needs it to be a good week as well. Tina, in order to justify a continued place in the competition, needs a top or a or, a, or a, even a win at this point. She's she's kind of being overlooked and overshadowed a bit, like doing high safe quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've seen bits and pieces of what Tina can do. Yes. Um, on on YouTube and all sorts. Um, so I just I want this to be a good week for Tina. Is like what I think I'm saying. Okay. I think she's got the skill set. Yes. She. Tina Burner, I'm so surprised that she hasn't yet won already because when she appeared on the screens, mm-hmm. her reputation definitely came before her, didn't yes. it? And walked in the room and announced her. <laughs> Literally, that was that was her entrance. And with all the confidence in the world, because she does exude that confidence, I'm I'm waiting for her to hurry up and win something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, with girls now getting two wins, I feel that she might be getting in her head, which she damn right should be. She's mm-hmm. she's a 
name for a reason and a name in New York. And obviously, New York is the world. Did you know uh, that? It's it's where drag lives and breathes. New York is drag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. New so, York invented drag. Did you yeah, know that? They come out performing. <laughs> they come out lip syncing. They just come out going, New York, New York. So I think Tina, I think Tina Burner is going to be amazing because Tina Burner is a great performer. Mm-hmm. Like I had to think about the disco. The disco, she was so great. She was so on. She was so energetic. She made me want to get up and dance. Yeah. This is a musical. Just bring that same energy. Just exactly. Please, please and choose don't. and choose the right role. All of these yeah. girls need to realize this. You need to choose the best part for you. And Tina, please don't rap again. Just no. Don't. Oh Just don't. gosh, that girl had no rhythm. You ain't got flow, girl. She didn't have flow. She didn't have rhythm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Candy Muse. Candy, I think. I, I, if I'm again drawing direct comparisons to what we've seen already in the show, I enjoyed Candy's solo performance in um, Congratulations. She's not great at sticking to choreo; she messes up a little bit. Um, but if she brings that Candy personality, she might be safe. Hey, absolutely, mm-hmm. she needs her her star power is her sass mm-hmm. it's her that je ne sais quoi that thing that <laughs> is just candy yeah that's amazing now this is a musical mm-hmm. a she, candy musical oh <laughs> this is a musical and she needs to learn addiction she oh. needs oh. to learn enunciation oh. because oh. I can't understand a word she's saying when she's talking may now make her sing about it I'm, <laughs> like subtitles are going on as soon as we go back to the show <laughs> with her but she needs to learn how to enunciate now this is one thing that I will tell her I will, hopefully Michelle will give her this note maybe someone when should tell comes, her put a cork in it that too <laughs> what they need to tell her to do is this because her voice is so thick and when I say thick it's very very like you feel like you're hearing someone talk through a wall with her because it's not <laughs> sharp enough That no that's that's exactly it. her voice isn't sharp enough that's yeah. why it sounds really really wide she needs to try and bring the sound forward to her nose because that would help mm. give you clarity so like I'm going to talk normal here the minute I bring my sound to my nose it sounds a bit sharper yeah but it's more clearer oh. now with someone with a voice like candy talks with a nasal part it will actually bring it from there to like oh my name's candy like yeah, yeah i'm from new york i can go from there like yo my name's candy i'm from new york do you see that I she do. needs to bring the sound to nasal because a lot of the people who do musicals you do need to sing in front near mm-hmm. the nasal and when you go into head voice it, it changes where you hold your sound in your head that's the note they need to give candy but i feel that I won't mm. understand what she's saying or singing in the musical. So obviously Candy's listening and you're welcome for the free vocal coaching lesson. Damn, yes, yeah. thank you. Invoice. <laughs> okay, the next one we have is Elliot with two Ts uh, and nine lives. Yeah, I think Elliot's going to do great in the choreo, but he's going to be a bit lackluster in other areas. I think she's going to be critiqued on her characterization and singing and that sort of thing. And it's the same reason that we said what we said last week for the lip sync i think she slayed the lip sync but i just didn't see her face move because her face is hewn from marble so characterization is the key thing and expression is key when it comes to musicals isn't it it's all Mm. about the face and about the body it's an exaggeration exactly performing to people all over an auditorium aren't you i just need her i hope that she can show some character but she's gonna move amazing but like dancing's one part 
of a musical's musical mm. is first and foremost acting and storytelling. Okay. Yep. It's that is the first thing. It's selling the acting. It's it's that's it. And then it goes mm. to the singing. Then the singing comes after the acting. That's a, that's that's kind of the for me. And that's what I've been taught. It's acting first and then singing. So it might be a bit of a tough week for Alia, actually. It, it might be a tough week. Yeah. Rose. So Rose, I put in the same camp as Tina in the sense that she's in desperate need of a win. Rose is clearly like a high, safe, strong girl. She's been high more than Tina, actually, uh, but has been high, safe, mm-hmm. I would say, more than that. Um, and I think Tina feels as though, no, sorry, Rose feels as though she's sliding a little bit and being overlooked, not being recognized. Um, I reckon Rosé needs, again, a high or a win this week to justify her place in the competition. First of all, the reason that Rosé doesn't have a win or isn't consistently high is not her fault. She is slaying the game. Yeah, it's funny I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, She needs a win, so can you please give her one? But it's not really up to her. I reckon she can slay this one Mm -hmm. and they're still not going to give her a win. I just don't think that they've got Rosé in the car to do well because they are sleeping on a lot of her excellence. And I'm putting that out there. It might be like she's Jan's sister. We're going to treat her exactly the same. <laughs> Rose, this is Rose's thing. Mm-hmm. I hope that she rises to the expectations I want that I have and everyone else. Like Simone's thing is fashion. So I was really disappointed when on a fashion runway, when on a uh, sewing challenge, she couldn't sew. And I was I so think... I was so confused because that's your that's your unique selling point. That's your thing. There's a slight distinction, I think, between a fashion challenge and a sewing challenge because a fashion challenge is one where you where you bring things. You know when they often do the the kind of fall and winter thing in the first episode. That's things you brought and that's your taste. But somebody else has made it for you. Sewing and actually putting something together and creating something is very very different but if your thing is looks yeah if your thing is fashion and looks you should be able to do that you should at least know the basics of it so the, that's is, why i'm saying about rose is that this is your thing yeah don't pull a simone so yeah with with rose i have a soft spot for her actually and i've really enjoyed that meme this week of her dad dancing ah, as they say i think she's gonna be great i think um, i've really enjoyed watching her in the background of the lip syncs um, <laughs> it's like the awkward uncle dance so at the funny. bar it's that older man when you, you know when you go to a gay bar yeah. and there's always that kind of older man in a suit <laughs> and he's just in the background like looking at everyone dancing he's just like dancing and trying to like see if you can pick up bless him that's what i feel like her dancing was last girl that i want to ask you about before we get into this is utica so utica um i would say she's a she's got a lovely personality and she can bring that quirkiness to a to a performance she does okay with choreo um she's not amazing and uh, i don't think she's much of a singer so i think again with utica it's about like bring the personality yeah of course, that's what she has. Bring your personality. She doesn't dance. She's not a good dancer. She's a good, she's a great performer. She's a great person on mm. stage when she can show her character for her face. I mean, that's why in the disco challenge she should not have been in the bottom because I thought that she did really, really great in terms mm-hmm. of the acting, and she actually went through the choreo and did it well. I think that Utica's going to be okay, definitely. Yep. Look, we've given I think what we like think. Low safe. We've given what we think. Let's watch. Let's see how it goes. Thank you. And see what else unfolds. I want to rule the world. Rule the world. 
Take that back, Rose. Now, <laughs> when I think of a successful musical, my uh, my favorite musical from the RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. is the Baby We Made It. We made I always it, say that, that I always feel like there's a slight that is amazing and such a Thank good performance. You. But like it's. It's to me. There's a slight difference between a finale performance and a mid-season musical. Okay, they have slightly different format, setups, production values. What's your favorite musical then? If that's not Madonna the Musical, do you know what I like? Madonna the Musical only because of maybe two people in there. Jan, the um, I want to rule the world. Yeah, of course, no that one, Jan. And then I also do like Britta's. British one made me LGBT. It was so good. <laughs> British should not. How about she should not have been in That's the bottom? That's the week Britta blooming went home. It was she so should weird. not have been in the bottom. Full stop. Period. Point blank. Can I just say though that I do those were standouts. They were so good, but. Like it was a really, really strong performance all around. Even it was hard to pick a bottom that week. Even the girls who who I would have put Heidi in the bottom, and I would have put Jackie. And How did Jackie, Jackie survive? Was touched by an How angel. How did Jackie survive? Touched by an angel. But um, uh, Britta was amazing. Widow was really, really good, and is quite often overlooked. Um, there were so many good girls. I mean, obviously, Gigi was very good. I would, have, me, gi- I would have given the win to Jan. But. If, if that's not my favourite musical, my next favourite musical would have... My favourite musical then would be season six. Yeah, Shade the Musical. The We Are the Comedy Queens. <laughs> we are full Literally. of beans. And then take that. Sorry for hitting your ears then, guys. Yeah, sorry. So that's my favorite musical. And I really, really do hope that they give us something amazing. I didn't get wow from the RuPaul's Drag Race UK. The Ratsy Rusical. That was our first UK musical For this year. There was some fun moments. Well, that... Nothing for me, really. It was really, really like, ooh. Well, we've been told, viewers. (laughs) So now we can see which is better, the UK or the US. Now, coming back from the main stage, the girls come here. They're talking. We've just been told that the Maxi Stage challenge the maxi Maxi challenge is a musical on social media and Mm -hmm. then they each have to play the role of a different social media platform whatever Uh that means we'll soon find out now Utica to me is playing RuPaul's best friends race because she's just like I think I did okay and I just want to say that you guys are all lovely when really like she's bothered and it (laughs) comes out when they're doing the allocations for each role don't they now Simone has got Instagram so I'm assuming some some glamorous lady yeah well they're supposed to be so she I guess it's like different social media platforms and being embodied by a certain character. So who better for Instagram than the gorgeous Simone? Simone literally said Instagram and then looked at everyone and dared them. (laughs) I said, I'm Instagram. And she looked around at everyone going, do you know, you think that you can? Yeah, I thought so. Thank you. Do you think you can come for my looks? Tina Burner is the MC, which I think she would do well. I think she's got a, she has a presence on stage and she can narrate and she can bind the musical together. I think she'll be great in that be something she does at home as well in terms exactly. of like being a hostess and MC. She's the host with the most. Now, mm. Olivia's got Mark Tuckenberg. Don't know what that means, but I know it's Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Got Mick and Denali are the Russian bots. Now, Denali and Rosé had a... Did it 
did what I've been telling him to do for years. If someone's coming for your role, mm-hmm. you audition. And mm-hmm. obviously, Ellie with two T's listens to the pod. <laughs> she does. Because I've been saying that every root school I said, if you want a role, don't sit there and fight for it because they're like, if you don't have enough friends or allies yet, everyone's going to go for the other person. I would have just stood my ass up and said, fine, let's go through the roles, let's sing the song, and then let's do the You're That's completely exactly right. They should do this exactly. every season. And Elliot made them audition, and I was like, yes, thank you. What do you think would have happened if Nina Benina Brown and Shea Kalei had auditioned for Black China? Um, come on. Nina Benina would have been Black I China. I mean... It's Absolutely, fr- she should have been Black China. It's a Fritz Brunet. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's obvious. A, it's a Fritz, Fritz Brunet, babe. It's an Ina Benin Brown. So, yes, so Denali and Rose go against each other in audition, and Rose wins, which is good, but I give props to Denali for daring to put her name down for that role. Well, I, I, I think um, Utica was also really kind of, I think she was very pleasant and diplomatic in the way that she said, do you know what, I've been really nice to everybody so far, so I'm really going to stand my ground to be the Tweety Lady. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was cute. Um, the audition thing was really fun, and then they did the vote and stuff. Everyone was... voted for Rosé, except for Utica, who, Who's... out of guilt... Out of guilt, definitely. Girl, she's guilty. Because she turned, she turned to Ellie and said, I feel like I caused this trouble. And then Tina Burner voted for Denali, because, you know, Tina Burner and <laughs> Rosé, they've got some New York when drama. When is this going to come to fruition? I don't know. When are we going to see the blow-up between these soon. girls? Soon, I hope. Maybe I hope. Too. I really do hope I see it soon. And then that's it. We see Anne Hathaway come. Now, Anne Hathaway, for me, has the, like, one of the best versions for I Dreamed a Dream. And I'll tell you why. Not vocally, though vocally she was very good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I... But her acting, and this is the example I keep saying, with musicals, acting comes first. Make mm-hmm. me believe it and then wow me with your voice. But yeah. she, her, I dreamed the dream. I was just like, wow. The emotions roar, isn't it? I was like, holy snap, that is mm. good. Like, and I've, yeah. So that's an example. Just get your acting out there. Acting's so crucial. It's you know very what? crucial she in musicals. so well in this as well. She yes. came across a cool fun lady. She looks gorgeous, even in close-up like that on Zoom. Can you? Not many um, people do. Can you believe she was the ninth choice for Devil well, That's a little Prada. factoid, wasn't it? You can't see anybody else in that role nowadays, can you? But like, I would imagine there were a few other starlets vying for the role at that time. Ninth. Perfect choice in the end. Like, how do you even get to number nine? She's got a really good balance of like sass and relatability, hasn't she? I just think that that is such a strong story to tell someone because if she was the ninth choice, she obviously, she was still good enough. She just wasn't given the opportunity until like yeah. nine people were through. I don't know what happened. I really want to know more. I'd love to know who was first choice. Exactly. Who, who was a starlet at that time? Like, would it have been the likes of kind of like Megan Fox? Can we say that also, whoever played, was it um, Emily? Who was the other PA? Emily Blunt. She, Emily Blunt was, I mean, she is, she's a goddess. I love mm. her acting. She's amazing. Now, her advice that I think everyone needs to take is this. Steal the show that was anyway. Such good advice. Even if, even if even if you're not given that role you want, steal the show anyway. And I think that was great. I thought she was so cool and nice. I really liked her. Yeah. So the rehearsals are going to happen, and then also we're going to see the final product. And I think that we should watch the final product mm-hmm. and then kind of blend what we see in the finished product mm-hmm. and then if whether something was forecasted in the rehearsals yes? yes so we will we've just watched the rehearsals we're going to watch, watch the, the musical now and we'll link one. it into what we saw in the rehearsals let's do that now all right 
time for us to talk about the rusical. The unverified rusical. Social media, the unverified rusical. Mm -hmm. Let us talk about it now, okay? Let's go by let's go girl by girl. Let's go girl and by then girl. whenever we can, let's talk about the ensemble. Okay, okay. Yeah? I'm up for for those in the business, uh, the ensemble is everyone else. Oh, thank you for the education. Thank you. Thank you. So we have Tina Burner, mm -hmm. who is the narrator. Basically, it's the la la of the cycle. <laughs> they narrate the show. And it's very much like the... Um, Lies during Cabaret. Yeah. Right. And also, um, Pippin. Okay. Pippin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's the... Shout out to Chris, who was that role yes, Pippin once. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? We'll know if Chris listens when, if, yeah. if I get a text. Hi, Chris. <laughs> now, I thought that <laughs> Tina Burner was amazing. Everything from the confidence. Mm -hmm. It's like she was excited to perform because she was like, this is, this is my shit. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get me a win. And she just really wanted to hurry up and do it to show everyone that this is her forte. And rightfully so. Tina Burner was very good from the movement mm -hmm. to the singing to the storytelling she was like if you were to mute the the musical yeah. i could hear what she's saying through her body yes now for me her and rose did that very very well they were very very extra extra read all about it i do think it's a very new york thing to have that affinity for i mean broadway musical theater absolutely i, th I think uh, i completely agree with you i think tina was a real standout she was solid she was such a good thread to have running through the whole thing she was probably the best choice for that narrator and she's clearly in her element and i guess you know we saw that in the rehearsal as well like what i was entertained by they were making fun of a vibrato in the rehearsal i do that that's what i do and i say no no now i want to talk about vibrato okay and your vibrato versus her vibrato oh, go on then yeah your vibrato is when your vocal folds are relaxed so mm -hmm. when so it's relaxed so the sound comes out like a my vocal folds are very relaxed. <laughs> Here she goes. Now, her vocal folds aren't relaxed. She is she's doing what I call the stomach. Mm -hmm. A forced vibrato. Okay. So she's okay. doing her vibrato is not coming from her voice box, her vocal her vocal mm -hmm. folds. It's coming from her stomach. She's going, give me a vibrato. Yeah. So yours, yours is your vocal. You're, you're, you're not using your stomach, are you? Not it's, right now. <laughs> you're not using your stomach to get the vibrato. She is using her stomach to get the vibrato, and it was like I can hear it. So it was kind of like you know what? Do it sparingly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do the vibrato. Not, not yes. everything has to have vibrato. Hi, my name is Liza. <laughs> I've had that Liza. feedback that like. It should be more for lines of emphasis and you shouldn't, you know, flog the vibrato. Exactly. And the thing is, she goes for the vibrato as soon as she finishes the note. So if the note is like, I'm going to the beach, she's like, I'm going to the beach. Like, girl, let the note, let the note rest. I'm going to yeah. the beach. You yeah. know, let it, let it, let it come. Oh, that was lovely, by the way. Thank you for well, yeah, that. Yeah, she's a Thank singer. You. She's a singer. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like, everything was a forced vibrato. And, mm -hmm. and I told you to listen to her final note. Mm -hmm. Where she was doing that that last note, where she was like, ah, that she was holding it, and then she was doing vibrato. The reason I told you to listen to that last note is because she ran out of breath, and then mm. you can hear when you when she was running out of breath on that last note, it's because she was pushing out too much air by using her stomach to do the vibrato. So she uh, was so okay. she was starting I, to like didn't get listen to her final note. She's running out of breath, and so when she runs out of breath, she's not doing the vibrato anymore. There was so much stuff going on around her at that time. It was it was but, hard for me to. I could hear it. So mm. that's how I knew that she's like, she just, yeah. 
But besides that, she was stellar. She was, she was really, really good. She was the glue. Really, she, really good. She introduced the show to us. She narrated the musical to mm-hmm. us. She, amazing. She, she For was, me, definitely a top. She was the pro they needed to be the MC. Yeah. Now, I still want to go into Rosé because I need to compare them. Okay. Rosé was very much the same. Rosé was amazing. I'm going to put it out there. Rosé was my top girl this week. For me, my top is Rosé and... Tina Burnham. Them two were amazing. I think Rosé was fantastic. I think it's what you were saying about Tina a minute ago. It was very musical theatre, expressing with every part of her body. Yes. On constantly. Great vocals. She had a little run at one point. Um, And the character, she just really embraced her. And she was like this thought sort of character, wasn't she? She was very good. Her acting was amazing. Yeah, really Her dancing good. was there. She loves to turn, doesn't she? And <laughs> her vocals were on point. I can't fault her from everything, from the way she looked, her hair as well. Yeah. And I the, just think the exposed that... exposed panties is funny as well. She though. is definitely... Oh, my God. If she's not top... If, the winner is going to be between Tina Burner and Rosé. Okay, period. Those two have to be... Unless there's some disaster on the runway, which neither of them have done so far, so I think that'll be fine. Like, it's criminal if those two aren't top and one of them should be the Absolutely. winner. Absolutely. Now, Olivia was next to come up. Why? I just, I got distracted by the fact that she was wearing a grey singlet. Well, I think what was going on here was she was being this Mark Zuckerberg character, but like a drag version of, which is a difficult thing to translate. So she had the blue hair to represent Facebook. I got that. But I think otherwise she had to be like, you know nerdy guy but drag version of can i just say it just looked like she was um getting ready to do drag race and she only <laughs> did her face and then she had no time so she threw on a sweater and some jeans and ran now it <laughs> like it wasn't an exaggerated look of a geek was it for me it wasn't so i was a distracted by she that she could have gone different she could have gone different but i guess like mark zuckerberg like what does he look like he's a very like plain looking guy isn't he so what, you know, grey gray vest and jeans, I guess. But you're a drag queen. But let's focus on her performance, which yeah. I think was super duper solid. She was so good. Her performance was very safe. Very, it was good. Mm. It was high, good. high safe, if you ask me. Uh, no, no, no. For me, it's, it's <gasps> safe. Okay, okay. Her, her performance is safe. Her vocals were great. Vocals were fantastic. I don't think the role was exciting. And that probably held her back a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Okay. My next girl that I want to talk about here is Simone. I told you from the get go that she needed to shine with a personality because she's not a dancer or a singer. And then she wore glasses. How am I supposed to connect with you? It saddened me a How bit. How am I supposed to connect with you if I can't see your eyes? I was like, mm. please take them off, take them off. I couldn't. Like, Simone, you've seen Drag Race before. See Alaska's feedback in the season five, um, uh, the Live 8 uh, thing. Remember? No. Live 8 what? The the 80s singing challenge. And Alaska was criticized for wearing um, her sunglasses. Last thing confused. I had to... What was her wrong? from within. Just tuck your junk and hit the runway. Girl, you were off. That was not the key I was singing in, Tom. But I was singing my own key. 
Uh, anyway, I've got the key. I've got the secret. Simone, I'm. You know what? I'm going to say it. Simone's at the bottom, definitely. Well, the editing told us that as well because they cut to Michelle cutting eyes at her. I don't need editing to tell me anything. I know what I'm judging, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> okay. But, okay. I'm telling but, you. It, this saddened I'm me. I'm telling you. This she's sad- in the bottom. This saddened me for such a front runner girl um, to make the mistake of wearing sunglasses and like. In contrast to uh, what was it called the 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 first episode? My name's Simone, and I'm here for. She didn't project the same personality into this that she did into that. Maybe she did, but I couldn't see because I couldn't see her eyes. Imagine that same. My name's Simone, and I'm here for the throw. Imagine her doing that performance with glasses. She's like, very expressive in the eyes. How much? Yeah. How am I supposed to connect with you? I don't. It's not happening. Who are you performing to as well? Was she less confident, and that's what made her wear the sunglasses? Glasses. Like maybe it was an unconscious thing. Unconscious. Unconscious. Thing. unconscious I will but... say that she looked gorgeous. I loved the the brights she was wearing. Yeah, Simone's in danger. She's at the bottom. Now yeah, Utica, Utica pulled it off. Now Utica obviously was the Hamilton character with the rapping, and the rapping went faster and faster. And I heard every word. I th- I heard most. Of the, I heard the words. Do you know it reminded me of as well? You know that band they might be giants. And they did like the theme tune for Big Bang Theory and that kind of thing. So they did that kind the of like the whole ner- universe yeah. is in a heart. So they do that like nerdy fast delivery thing. It was very that as well. Okay. So it kind of, I think that kind of like fits with Utica's persona, and she worked it, and she was funny and brought a lot of personality. I thought Utica was good. I did. I think she did a really good job. Very mm. safe, good job. Now Elliot, Elliot is such a good dancer. Now. I didn't really have to focus on her face because everything went black and she was using torches. Mm-hmm. So for me, anything on the face was kind of exaggerated because you know when you put a torch in the dark on mm-hmm. you, like every feature of yours is exaggerated anyway. So that combined with her amazing dancing, I don't think I've seen anyone dance like that on the stage. It was pure like 90s hip hop. I felt like it was like 90s hip hop. Like, like someone from a Missy Elliott um, video. But I thought that she was very good. She was supposed to be referencing Billie Eilish, wasn't she? Oh, I, do, I didn't even but know. But like, that. I'm, I don't know or get Billie Eilish. I'm not the right person to ask about Billie Eilish. So I couldn't tell you if she was like her. When in, in the rehearsals, I was like, why is she rapping like that? Like, why is she singing like that? I just felt like she was the, it was the depressed to, goth the, but that's, kind that's, of like I character, like... Nah, that's nah. vaguely Billie Eilish's persona, yeah, though, isn't when it? I saw the performance, I was like, oh, this makes real sense. I thought I, I think I, she did a good job. I think she played to her strengths and she danced Absolutely. well. Absolutely. She was a great dancer. Now, do you have anything I said? Don't agree with me because I'm amazing and I'm right. <laughs> I want you to give me what you thought of her. No, the dancing was great. I, I agree. It was almost like Jackson-esque with the, the shapes and the angles and stuff. Um, it's just I couldn't tell you really if it was Billie. Her look was Billie Eilish, but I don't know how Billie Eilish sounds or moves. She, I don't think she moves like that. What about Candy Muse? So Candy, she was doing LinkedIn, wasn't she? So, but it felt like her performance was a play on Britney's Womanizer video. Remember? Okay, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's good. Um, but the hair kept falling in her face and Candy really shrinks when she's on stage. It's very, very strange. I, I didn't feel like I got the Candy energy. The Candy that I see in a workroom is not always the Candy that I see on stage. The Candy that was ready to bop a girl. You may hit many things, but you won't hit me. <laughs> you will not hit me. The girl that was pacing back and forth about to pop a hoe. Uh-huh. The girl that was like full of attitude. You're right. She doesn't bring that same power. 
to her performance on stage, not not when it's a musical, not, like maybe when it's something that she's comfortable with. Yeah. Like her first rap, Candy Musa, her first rap, she was Candy, and I liked it. She could be herself. She does. She struggles with bringing that that energy to a different style. She does indeed, and it imagine it saddens like, me a bit she to see can, that for her. She imagine if she gave that same power to her sexy. She could really get you in. She can be amazing. Look, I didn't rate her performance as bad. I rated performance as like safe, as in like, yeah, I get it. I, I think like low it. safe though. I, I would put her as safe. I think low safe or even low. I just, I just, she didn't connect with me during this. And like Candy, I expect you to connect directly with me as yeah. a person, you know? Dr. Tom. Yeah, yeah. but you're not. You, you know what? Yeah, you might be right. She, she's low safe. Yeah. If not low, but... Okay, what about the Russian bots? Okay, what the hell was it? Was it Russian? Did this a Russian? No, that was Scottish, you? darling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could pull you. What really about the Russian bots? Hey, laddie. <laughs> they were amazing. Denali. They're really funny. They're like you know, like the stupid superheroes in like the manga or comics. It was very like those comical like Rocky the, and No, sorry, the, the super the, the the villains. They're like the villains in like they're like a Team Rocket. They're like the Team Rocket blasting off the speed of light. And they come in. I think Denali was great with her characterization and her accents what they were going for was Rocky and Bullwinkle's enemies you know that Natasha anyway I think that's what they're going for it's very similar to if you do you notice the Got Mixed look was almost identical to um, Sasha Velour's when she was doing the Russian look in um, the sitcom challenge okay anyway um, these guys brought lots of fun energy and they played up the comedy Got Mick totally saved herself here i think she i, I was expecting got mix to really struggle and to be low but she played up played up personality and fun and it was kind of like a bit pussy riot as well remember those russian um that russian grunge band who got arrested for just you know speaking out god bless them um but i thought they were great i i did think i thought that too i think that denali was the I think she provided the confidence and energy and she really wanted to impress. And I feel she blimmin' well did impress. And I feel that Gottmik uh, kind of rode on that energy and actually rode with her. Like I, she, I, I, I thought they were both good. I disagree a little bit in the sense that I thought Gottmik was able to bring fun and comedy. Um, I will say that they... They didn't dance much. And I guess Denali didn't give that chance to like break out and have a fun, you know, amazing dancing moment. But that's because I think they both had to have the same choreography. Mm, no, you're wrong there. Denali oh, was I'm very wrong. good. I'm I mean, wrong. she did a backflip. Okay, so I'm she... wrong, am I? Oh, sorry, I just sorry. The word is I disagree. Sorry, <laughs> habits, old habits die hard. <laughs> sorry, I hear what you say. I have a different opinion. Is that how oh, I? Wow. Is that how D- I word it? Diplomacy. I I wouldn't be surprised if Denali was high. I think Denali was great. I think Gottmik was amazing. She surprised me. I didn't think she'd be able to do what she did, but she obviously. I think maybe she feeds better off of someone else who's doing great, and she she kind of took some of the energy and it worked in her favor because she was good. I think Gottmik's adaptable and a good learner. Yeah. And I think okay. if you put her in a situation, she really does her best. Yep. And she made herself safe this week when I expected her to be low. So good job, Gottmik. So that's everyone. Mm. 
my tops, I really see my tops was definitely Rose and Liza Minnelli narrator, who was Tina Burner. And I think Denali, Denali is also my top. Those are my top three. My bottom is Simone, Candy, and I don't know why, but I didn't, I personally didn't rate Olivia in this No, one. no, Olivia's safe. She's safe. Tom, She's fine. This is just to me. This is for me. The only one, the only thing However, I, I feel that they're like, going to yeah. put either Utica or Elliot in the bottom with them too. But I, I've seen, you know what? Olivia's done this character a lot. I've seen this over Smiley. Like I've, I've seen her. Haven't, haven't we all seen this done a lot from her? I'm not seeing versatility. I think Utica's safe. I think Utica was solid. I think Olivia is solid. Do you know I, what? It's all going to come down to the runway for me. But like, yeah. To be, yeah, I'm just saying I've seen this from Olivia. Well, that's fine because we can see a couple of girls who are definite tops, Tina and Rosé. We can see a couple of girls who are kind of definite bottoms, Simone and Candy. And everything else is down to the runway, I think. Let's have a look. Sunshine, daisies, buttermellow. <laughs> Turn the stupid fat rat yellow. Oh my goodness. And that is today's category. Okay, <laughs> category is yellow. The first queen that we have is Miss Tina Burner. So, Finally got, well, they're still yellow, but there's no red hair or orange or... Well, I guess it was still technically at full... Well, she was told to do a different colour, basically, wasn't she? Um, this is cool. I think it's like Betty Page doing a New York taxi sort of pin-up girl look with the kind of mini dress and the off-the-shoulder and the train. I like it overall. And the the headlights on the boobs are fun and camp. I'm sure this is a Florence Delee. Oh, uh, well, okay. It, it will be a Florence Delee. I thought it was very drag. It's nice to finally get a different mm. colour. You know what? It reminds me of her train, the train train look, the very literal Thomas the Tank Engine train mm-hmm. that she gets so close to doing it, but she's there's something about it that makes me go, eh. This is a bit more like sexy than the Thomas the Tank look, so I appreciate it. What about Olivia? So Olivia comes out as one of the dream girls, but Big Bird. Okay. You know? Give me dream girls, but make a Big Bird. Yeah, this I, is yeah. what this is. I love that category at the ball. It's my fave. I, I mean, I love this. This is so pretty. The beading and stuff is very Bob Mackie as well. Um, all the feathers, the the big feather plumes are so big and so drag. And this is beautiful on her skin tone. I I agree with everything you yeah. say. I love I love the what do you call the string thingies that fall from the beading and the fringing. The beading and the fringing. Yeah. I like the beading and the fringing. I think she looks expensive. Very beautiful. I, I can see her walking down the high streets of London. Not even not London's not <laughs> even not walking expensive anywhere enough. in that town. <laughs> she is getting a limo wherever she goes. Or Uber XL. Okay, that's kind <laughs> of the new thing. All right, we got Miss Simone walking down here in yellow. Her skin looking. Char- Chocolate is always. Is she relying on her body a lot? Um, well, she's got the body. Might as well show it because she is stunning. I don't. I, I kind of resent the the criticism. You stop relying on that body because it's like if you've got it, flaunt it. Um, to me, this is like something that maybe like Lisa Left Eye Lopez might have worn. I love the coat. Mm-hmm. I love. I love it. 
or Alia maybe. You know what? It's probably not one of my faves that I've seen Simone in. I'll be honest. It's mm-hmm. I've seen that's probably her my least favorite, which is unfortunate because this is the week that she needs to be saved by a gown. I I, I think but over, that's just my overall taste. she works on the runway every time, and the look is cool. And I love I love this Muppet fur coat. These kind of like PVC braces and kind of suspender set all right. it's all very very gorgeous and like i'm getting like cool hip-hop girl lisa left eye ali yeah absolutely yeah i just wish this confidence that she walks down the runway with she finds out how she can use it at times when she isn't so confident if she so confident she can just yes find a way to to channel that into most of that. the time she does just not this week Utica, I it's like Chung Lee from the top, <laughs> but the bottom I get a bit confused. I start to see a bit of uh, what do you call that patterning, Tom? No, so th- this is a reference to a kind of like Tudor sort of Anne Boleyn, um, Anne of Cleves sort of look. You know, she's Henry VIII's other wife. Okay. In this case, I think the 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 structure of it to me is very medieval. Um, Tudor period and even I know you mentioned Chun-Li but those kind of like hair horns would have been of that era I think as well I'm not a fashion history expert but it doesn't look hugely out of place I Um, like it I think it's an interesting use of colour I'm not sure they would have had access I mean you know if we're being really literal I don't think they would have had access to this like bright saffron sunshine yellow at that time look how tiny her waist is but she's created that as well with the exaggerated sort of peignets it's, at the hips okay oh and then we see candy muse finally i can give a reference everyone knew <laughs> us like beyonce lemonade i wish she had a bat she looks beautiful i beat that she? bitch with a bat i beat that bitch with a i think I, this i is can't a, fix america i think this is stunning i she looks love beautiful. this look she she looks wow this i, I really love it gorgeous on candy um i i just think she looks stunning the the dress really flatters her this maxi dress with the ruffles i love the sunflowers in her hair i will say like maybe her makeup wasn't looking quite as good this week she usually does this quite upswept thing that really flatters her but okay not so much this i week. didn't notice i wish i did see a bit more shape in the dress even though that's not how it is but like this yeah. is this is drag so she, I, she's doing a tribute so she had to match that silhouette but i think it flatters her because it shows off like her shoulders and her clavicles her clavicles mm. fine elliot see this is how you do the taxi look tina this is it this is like a Mugler take on the taxi driver theme this is perfection this is cool i like the pvc i like the shiny element um i think i think I don't prefer it to Tina's. I think they're just really different takes on it, really. She's a bit like, it reminds me of like, if Gaga from the telephone video did a taxi driver look, in but designed by Mugler. That's so, what I'm getting. So out of the two looks who the taxis, Tina Burner and Elliot, who's the Drew think? I'm actually going to say that I preferred Tina's. And Tina's the actual New York girl. Okay. But those taxis aren't just in New York, Tom. What? Believe it or not. It's a New York yellow taxi. So, but they're also outside of it. Anyway, she did I'm it sorry, better. How many yellow taxis do you see around here? Uh, there. <laughs> Look over Look there. Look over there. <laughs> no, definitely Elliot won that. Sorry. Now we've got Rosé coming in with the mask. And this a, is cool. And an odd smile. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim carries the mask. This is like, it's showtime. It's showtime. It's a, it's a femme take on the mask's zoot suit, isn't it? Uh, somebody stop me and all that. 
Uh, I, I, I like this is it. Good. This is good. It um, would have been even better if she came out fighting with a, a mask and then eventually puts it on that and then walks been cool. down fierce. Yeah. Or, See, I'm just a performer. Everything's about performance, Tom. You see, with yeah, me, with yeah. me. I yeah. like the look. I think it's clever. I think everyone knows it. I think it's great. I think this is Rose's week. I think this is Rose's week. Now, Denali. So she looks like this. There's this kind of like albino python print take on a sort of Medusa look. We've seen a lot of Medusa lately, haven't we, between this and the UK. This is gorgeous. Um, again, it goes really well with her skin tone. Um, she looks lovely, gal. I really like that headpiece. It's really intricate because it's kind of like a snake jaw, but also with snakes coming off it. It's really intricate. Uh, it... Could it have been a bit more extravagant? Probably. It was It was a jumpsuit, but I think she looked gorgeous in it. You know, she did something with her tongue, the quick in and out. <laughs> that for me was very, very subtle. But for me, I don't know why, but I really picked like up on it. Really, like Pearl did. Like Pearl and really green liked look. It. I really thought it was oh, good. Oh, interesting. Like color runways. We've had nearly every color runway now. In green, we had snake. In yellow, we had snake. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, next yeah, up, great. we have got Mick. So the second crash test dummy look we've seen this season, because uh, Denali did it earlier in the season. Interestingly as well, Megan the Stallion has just done this look for her video. Okay. Uh, so yeah, cool, fun PVC crash test dummy. I'm sure got Mick wants to stab Denali for having done this look first, but she looks great. I particularly like the kind of almost cable-like ponytail there's a fighting character who this look reminds me of and it's got that hair is it combat in tekken no it's not i think it's in it's either in mortal kombat or what's the other one street fighter no the um killer instinct oh fulgore is it fulgore and killer instinct this is has who that it kind reminds of, me okay, of okay so fulgore has that kind of like that that wires yes that's what it is all right we'll see another looks Give me your tops and bottoms, be it two tops or three tops or two bottoms and three bottoms. I'll go first because... You're more important. Bits, yeah, yeah, because number one is kind of what I am. <laughs> Num- for me, the tops is definitely going to be Rosé and Tina Burner. Yeah. If I had to look at the looks, the win would go to Rosé. Yeah. For me, the bottom is going to be Simone and Utica and... Candy Muse, the ones that lip syncing would be, I think, Simone's. There's no way Simone is not lip syncing. So Simone's lip syncing, it's either mm. against Utica or Kande. I, I just can't agree with, can't disagree with anything you've said, actually. All right, shall we have a look then? Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right, all right. I'm going to run through the tops and bottoms and mm-hmm. we'll say if we agree with them, okay? Now they chose the tops to be Got McDenali and Rose. That's fine, but I would have put, I mean, got Mick Denali, yeah. I mean, sorry, no, Rosé and Denali. Got Mick, I would have put safe. Okay. Um, but fine. All right. Um, Rosé, absolutely. I can't believe Tina is not in the top. Well, I this actually is the can't thing. believe Tina's in the bottom. So this, the bottoms are quite galling. Well, actually, we've got Candy and Simone in the bottom, who we did predict, but why is Tina in the bottom? They're weirdly fixated on some sort of like slight lip sync flub in the last bit. And she's like, I don't really think I did that. I mean, should can we I, roll the tape? Should can we I just say it? this? Like, even if she did make a little blip, then she should have just been safe. 
She yes. should have gone from top to safe, not top to bottom, not with that amazing performance and vocals and characterization and everything. That's wrong. I'm, I'm, it's not fair. I, I really so feel strange. for Tina in this moment, but I definitely think Denali and Rose should be there, but I think Tina should have taken Gottmik's place. Now, mm-hmm. the bottoms are Candy, Simone, and Tina. I, I agree with Candy. I agree with Simone, but not Tina. Tina should not be there. So obviously the lip sync is going to be between Simone and Candy. Mm-hmm. First, let's say congratulations to Rose, who Yay, did what Jane cannot. Yeah, she achieved what the sisterhood So congratulations, sis. I mean, it was very, very well deserved this. Somewhere Jan has smashed her laptop against the window. <laughs> She uh, watch she, out, Tina. She, Just watch uh, actually, out. She's doing that same face that she got. She's got the she, serial killer. She face. literally she's packed on her flight attendant gear. She's she's packed <laughs> her bags and she's just like really, really rude, really rude. Like I had a higher <laughs> note than that. So the lipstick is between Candy and Simone. Mm-hmm. Now, I I look in all honesty as I was watching it, I was like Candy's is lip syncing for her life I just mentioned like it, it's a good thing that Tina was not placed in the bottom because I would have felt very very unjust absolutely but yeah going into the lip sync I agree with you Candy was really working hard and I felt like this song probably played to her strengths it's like a fun American girl group song I'm not that familiar with Fifth Harmony but like she was kicking she was giving energy and to be honest in this scenario i felt like simone was fading into the background a little bit much as i love simone and i cannot bear to say that yeah well candy really was fighting for her life but like she's going up against a favorite and you kind of i kind of knew that she wasn't going to win so, so let's talk statistics yeah going into a lip sync with two wins under your belt against a girl who has been in the bottom once already the odds are in your favor may the odds be ever in your favor it's very very unusual to go home in that situation yep so what happened the winner was simone who won for me in my opinion she won because of her reputation and the win she had i really do feel candy served up the lip sync more i agree with that actually so it was announced that simone was the winner and then halfway through sashaying away miss candy was told to Stop, turn around, and listen. Mm, uh. <laughs> she was told that she was staying as well. So Candy has been given... The, we had a double chante, basically. We had a double chante, and I think this is a bit multifactorial because, like, I do think Simone stayed on the basis of her, her, her run so far. Candy did actually win the lip sync, I think. Also, though, I think we need to play into the fact that Candy is a big personality in this competition, and I believe production would like to keep her around a bit longer. Okay. I, sure. That's I just, what I think. I think that, I don't know. I, don't, I, have no, I have nothing to say. Nothing at all. No, I, I think she could have just gone and not come back. I mean, but, and we know now that no one else is coming back, and we've had our double Shantae, and it seems to be every season, one seems to be given. You're right, though. It does prevent, usually, a yeah. returning queen. So that was it. The Rusical was not not bad. It was okay. It was it was good. Uh, very, very controversial judging, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's it. Next week, we do have the Snatch Game. Snatch so Game. We did get a disappointing Snatch Game from the UK Season 2 girls. So I'm looking 
forward to seeing if these girls do any better. If we did a UK versus US with the Rusicals, in my mind, the Rusical award goes to the US season 13 girls. Their Rusical was much better. Okay, okay. In my opinion. So let's see who gets the Snatch Game. Join us next week if you want to hear our opinion on that. Again, I do want to say thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. As you know, we, we love doing this and, and we love that you guys are there supporting us. So please, if you haven't yet subscribed, and as we always say, if you could just tell one friend. One friend. Just, just tell one, one friend. Just tell one friend about the podcast to, to spread it around that's good or save us on budget. I mean, lockdown. <laughs> you know, some of us can't work anymore, y'all. No, but that's it. Thank you very, very much for listening. Also, if you do have time, click that follow button on our Twitter and our Instagram. But until then, we'll see you guys later. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys. Bye. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.